Welcome, it's the Brian and Kendra Show, and we are here to spread statistics and numbers <laughs> and valuable insights and predictions today. Right. So normally, um, we talk about practical tips and valuable insights in real estate, but today we wanted to be very specific and really talk about the interest rate um, because it has been such a hot topic. This is the first show of the whole new year. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. This is January 4th, so this is Happy 4th Day of the New Year. Yeah. Yeah, this is something, but we have a guest. We have Doug really? Haynes. Where? Yeah, it's oh, you. Oh, it's me. <laughs> yes, welcome. Doug Haynes, Bank 7. Thank you. Yes. Good to be here. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Yeah, what is your title? Uh, regional President. Regional President. Right. I forgot to look that up specifically. I had some ideas in my head, but I knew I didn't actually have like the true actual jargon. And right. So sorry about that. No, no problem. Sometimes I don't get my jobs done. Reminds me of the office. I want to say something, but I can't remember that quote where they say the regional director to the director of the yeah. region or something. Assistant to. Yeah, right, right, right. I have a key. I can unlock the bank. Okay. Good okay. job. I mean, yeah, right. So, yeah, okay, yeah. <clears throat> See, I told you we're at the one in charge. <laughs> no, but one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on is because Brian has told me stories that he'd heard about your first home purchase in Woodward. Right. And it was so interesting to me, but in my mind, it was just kind of interesting until the interest rate changed again. And I thought, I think it's time for people to hear some real-life stories. Right. Um, one of the things, and this isn't specific to this, but when things busted in the 80s, Gary Whitcomb scared me to death one time. Mm. This is awesome. You grew up with Gary, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Gary had caught me before I was working um, with this company. We had both been into closing at Order County Abstract, and I, I think the market was kind of shifting a little bit. And he said, and I'll tell you what. I remember in the 80s when everything was booming and everything was selling, and then the next day there were 60 houses vacant on the market or whatever his quote was. And and I remember going, oh, no, I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. Like, I panicked. It scared me. Yeah. I remember going home and, and, and being like, okay, I've got to really focus, and I've got to make sure I know what I'm doing, and I've got to be ready for the worst-case scenario. Like, he scared me to death. Right. But then over the years as I've worked with him, I realized um, the it's the most valuable information mm -hmm. is being told about those times before I was here and ready to work. Right. Before I was here in Woodward. I was here, y'all. I just <laughs> went here in Woodward. Certainly not working. So I, I think that that's so helpful. And I think that offers us the valuable insight above and beyond listening. I love the Brian Buffini stuff. And last week I sent Brian a little podcast and said, you have to listen to this first part. It was so interesting to me. But to hear it locally from people that I know, that I respect, that I trust, and go, oh, that's true? Yep. That makes a huge difference yes. in how I think and, and view what we're doing, what we are doing in real estate in Woodward. Right. So, thank you so much for being Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Glad to be here. All right. So, you were just telling the stories about your mom. Uh -huh. Before we started uh -huh. recording. Right. Um, and I absolutely <laughs> love this. Your mom is from the area, too? Yes. Right. So, tell us about tell us about why you're here. You started out here. You ended up here. Tell us. Yeah, it's kind of a, a course I... My family grew up over uh, at Fargo, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and my uh, my parents basically were dairymen. So they, we all, us three boys, grew up milking cows. So um, basically, uh, like a, a lot of people back in that time, um, you developed a very hard uh, and very good work ethic. Right. Okay. I right. mean, you you worked hard, um, but <clears throat> as time, you know, as we all grew up and as we kind of moved on and. Uh, we started, uh, the family kind of basically started diversifying a little bit and mm -hmm. getting maybe away from the agriculture side of it, although we were still involved in it and are right. still involved in it. 
that we kind of moved away from that and got into the energy side. Um, and, um, you know, we started a company and uh, was very successful over the, our 20-year uh, mm-hmm. period. Uh, worked all over the United States. So, basically, uh, I stayed gone for about, about 20 years. And uh, I was back and forth, but I was really not. Right. I mean, I lived out of a suitcase. Sure. So, sure. Um, and then when all that uh, basically ended, um, I kind of migrated back here because it, you know, you always, most of the time, you always return back to your to your roots. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, where do you want to go? Where do you want to raise your family? Right. And you know, and exploring a lot of the different areas of the country, you really. Um, it's in my in my words, you develop a great appreciation for where you grew up at, okay, mm-hmm. especially in Northwest Oklahoma. Um, so anyway, um, came back here, uh, went to work, um, uh, you know, as the uh, CFO and assistant city manager for the city of Woodward. Um, had a very good um, uh, relationship there. It was a great job. Um, did that for uh, I don't want to do that for fourteen years, I guess. And then um, got off in the banking world. Uh, did not expect to do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I had a brother that was uh, kept kind of coming back and throwing a little bait at me, you know. And I said, no, family's too hard to work for. I don't want to go down that road anymore. And uh, so we finally come to a, a mutual agreement. And, and I, I joined the bank back in 2016. And it's, and it's been great. I mean, it, it really has. Um, I think what really really helped me was being able to sit on both sides of the desk. Yes. Okay, I, I was I spent so many years out in the industry itself mm-hmm. and, you know, in agriculture and the energy and the government. So I, I was right. on that other side of the desk for a long time. And then coming back over and being on the banking side of it, it's a different side to sit on. There's no question about it. Okay? <laughs> I can only imagine. And, and, you know, telling somebody no is not as easy as you think it is. Oh, I would not but, accept. But yet... Having that knowledge mm-hmm. and being able to understand what they are, you know, requesting and what they're trying to get, you know, borrow the money right. for, very, very helpful. So basically, it kind of brings me to where I'm at today. I love that because we, I mean, we are always saying Woodward is such a great place to live, mm-hmm. and and so we love whenever we hear about people coming back home. And and I love that you said the way that you said that we migrate back to our roots. I think was right. what you said. Right. And I, I kind of chuckle at that because I mean I've seen it with my parents. Mm-hmm. So. They moved us here, raised us here, and as soon as we were all on our own, they migrated back to Oklahoma City mm-hmm. because that was their roots. Right. And they are exactly back where they loved, and they, oh, yeah, I saw so-and-so, and <laughs> I think that's cool. Right. I, th- I think this is probably my—I hope this is my landing place, though, because right. this does feel like my route. Yeah. Northwest Oklahoma is a special, special place, yeah. and so I think that that's—I think that's a super cool story. Good. Yeah, I love it. All right, um, Bank 7, do you want to talk to us real quick about the mortgage side? I didn't tell you about this. I'm just going to throw this line out there. No, no Do you no want to problem. tell us a little bit about the – because that's, I mean, real estate, obviously. Sure, absolutely. Tell us about your mortgage department. Well, you know, the mortgage department is <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Of course, it, you guys interviewed Connie Rowland, you know, a yes. few times. And, and you know, Connie, I think Connie Rowland kind of raised me in real estate. You know, well, she, she kind of raised me too because when Incredible. I went to work for the bank – I said, oh, let's go do this. And she said, Doug, we cannot do it that way. Okay, okay. I can see it. You know, but but no, what a a champion she was. Oh, man. uh, And she's really the one that got um, the the mortgage department going with Bank 7. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. what they hired her for and did such an outstanding job. And, you know, basically... the, the mortgage world, it's, as you well know, you guys, you know, work on, on that side of it and deal with a lot of different banks. 
<coughs> excuse me, but you know that side of it is um, it's it's really changed a lot. I mean, it's, it has. It, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's really it's almost getting any more to where that you don't have that person at each branch. Right. Like they used to always have to where you can go in and, and I want to speak to somebody about mm-hmm. a home loan. Now, we still are able to do that, but yet it's just not, you don't find that at every bank that you go into anymore. Right. And you look at the look at the migration of that side of it and, you know, it's like, okay, go online, fill out this application, you'll yes. get a call back. And then, of course, we've seen how that Rocket Mortgage and, and uh, Quicken and all those mm-hmm. You know how there's so many people that are going out to that market because, right. look, it's it's more accessible, I guess I should say, or yes. maybe it's easier for them. They can do it at night or if they get home. Right. You know, it's just it's just the way that the world is moving. Mm-hmm. There's so, a convenience to it. Well, sure there is, but there's also there's a there's a certain amount of people that need to have that face to face. Yes. You know connection and they need somebody to kind of help guide them through what they want because right. there's so many different products. You may not know mm-hmm. for sure, okay, well, you don't fit this box. Maybe maybe you'll fit this box over here. Absolutely. And the education that comes from from a local bank with a local mortgage mm-hmm. lender, I, it's just, it's invaluable. Mm-hmm. I think what people don't understand is that they can do everything um, virtually. Right. They don't actually have to walk in the bank right. to use Bank 7 as their right. mortgage. Right. And I don't think that everyone quite understands that right. Misty is, is kind of... Yeah, Misty, Misty Thompson, she's mm-hmm. she's taken over on that side of it and just... Man, With the fire, too. I mean, oh, she's like, gosh. I'm going to do this and it's going to be wonderful yeah. and I can't wait to learn more. Yeah. And and I stink and love it. I mean, yeah. it's thrilling. Yeah. When you see somebody else with energy like that, yeah. it builds back your energy, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. And, she's, she's, I'm learning, she's a bulldog yeah. now. Oh, she, she just is. is. I love it. She's great. But, but she can do the same thing that Rocket Mortgage or all those right. other oh, yeah, ones can absolutely. do. And yeah. so I think that maybe sometimes our customers don't fully understand. They don't have to walk in. They can call. They can right. do all the email. They can. It's so easy in today's world to it do is, things online. It is very easy in today's world. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just like you said, whatever Rocket Mortgage has to offer, you know, we can offer that just as, just right. as easy. Right. But it's just kind of getting everybody to understand that. And even to a point. We've noticed a few not local lenders um, will choose the easiest route for their yep. yes for them, not the customer. Right to the detriment of the customer. And right. so we've noticed that hey, I mean they they may qualify for three different loans, and this was just a little harder, but it's better for the customer. Right. We want to make sure. I mean, we always want what's best for the customer. Yes. And so we've seen that where they've directed them. Oh, here you go. And we're like, why did they send them there? And we'll yeah. second guess it. Right. Sometimes get them to someone that'll look at right. it different. But right. that's one thing we have noticed. Some of those are down there. They're just like, hey, this is easier. I got my check faster. Right. Stick them in that loan and let's move on. And right. So right. That's one thing I like about being face to face, or even fill your application online. But you have, I mean, a real person. Yep. But just the locality of, of mm-hmm. knowing if I get into a problem, I can walk into Misty. Right. Makes a huge customer, right. me, can walk into Misty. Right. It's a big deal. And because we had a situation very recently, and the lender wasn't too far remote, actually. And and whenever I was visiting with a customer and hearing some more, more and more of his concerns, I thought, oh my gosh, this is a horrible situation. And I said, I understand that that's your bank, but I wonder if maybe you should seek a different option. Well, that's not even my bank. Yeah, right, right. And yeah. so it's just where um, somebody told me to go. Right, but yeah. when I said you have so many more options, right? And he went, "Oh, I do." Yeah. And I thought, "Oh man," and and that guy's going to close on Wednesday. Yeah. With a solid, much better for him loan, 
and well, with a lender I, well, who fought for him. You know, I don't deal in that world that much, right. but what I but I I kind of stay somewhat in touch mm-hmm. to, with it. And what I see is a lot of times that um, with our group, especially if a customer cannot basically qualify for this mm-hmm. particular loan. Um, because it's all, look, it's based on your income, it's based on your credit Mm -hmm. scores, there's so many different factors. Sure. But just because it doesn't fit in this box doesn't mean that we can't, okay, let's let's move over here. Right. What can we do over here on the other side? Mm -hmm. I mean, there was one that we did the other day, and I I wasn't even aware that you could do it this way, but it was all done. Uh, They didn't qualify for no tax returns Mm -hmm. because they were self-employed. Right. And, you know, you got to make your taxes work so you're not paying a whole lot. So it knocked them out of being qualified where you go back and you pick up their bank statements. Right. And as long as you can verify that income, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, it opens up another door over here. So it's just like... Just because it doesn't qualify over here doesn't right. mean it doesn't qualify over here. Right. So there's there's a lot of different ways to go about it. And and look, we if somebody wants to get a loan, we're gonna do everything in our power yes. to to get that loan for. Yes, we love it. All right, I think it is time to hear the story. Uh oh. So I know it's your story. What story is that? The one about your first house on Woodford. Oh, that one. Oh, so yeah. I heard most of this was like this little it's this is like um it's like a legend almost the way that it was presented to me. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Is that for real? Yeah. So I, I want you to tell us about your first time purchase, your interest rate, um, how things happened, how they fell, how long it took to sell it. I want I want all the goods. You know, I wanna I wanna I want you to scare some people. Yeah, I wanna <laughs> I wanna jump in. You you said something earlier about Gary Whitcomb, how everything just kinda uh-huh. thing was you know, hunky dory one day and the next day it was just right. doom and gloom. The best example that I've always um, you see a lot of people that, that live back through that that eighties where it was just got disastrous was it was like everything was fine one day and then you walk in the room and you turn the light switch off. Right. That's exactly the way it was. It happened that and it's fast. so it's unimaginable. Like I was I was young then mm-hmm. and wasn't here and I you have were born? no idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> You're such a nice guy. <laughs> that duck's a charmer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, young enough, though, that I had no idea what was going on in the world. Right. And we were in Southeast Oklahoma, which I think is a different country. So, um, but when Gary tells me stuff, I'm like, I, I cannot wrap my mind around it. Like, I really cannot. Even having, like, 2007, 2008, 2009 was crazy. Mm-hmm. Even seeing that from the real estate side, I cannot fathom the eighties. Well, Not a bit. The, the interest rate started. You know, the interest rate started creeping up in the, in the seventies, mm-hmm. and as we as we moved into the eighties, they really started ramping up even more. And of course, you know, the energy sector was going crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just they're drilling everywhere they can drill. Um, but going back to to my uh, my first home that I bought in Woodward was in uh, nineteen eighty one. All right, bought a little three-bedroom, window unit, wall heaters. You know, right? It was it was not it was down here on the lower end of the scale. Okay, and uh, but my interest rate at that time was seventeen and a half percent. Okay, so there I want to pause. Okay, because this is the part that a year ago was whenever all of this really started. We saw the big changes, and we saw the interest rate, the current interest rate. Rising from what had been the twos and the mm-hmm. threes, and then the fours, and, and and people were like, "Oh my gosh, what yeah. are we gonna do?" Yeah. And it was like this, this sense of doom. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting at a, at a kind of a roundtable discussion that was an accident, actually. Um, Misty was there, uh-huh. and Kale was there, and Sealing um, State Bank and Great Plains Bank. There were quite a few of us that that were there, 
and and I said, okay, I want I want some information. I want to know. And when everybody started spouting off what their interest rates were right. with their first home loans, the people that were just you know with about a decade older older than me, I, I just was shocked. Yep. And I was like, this is good stuff. How yep. do I get this out? And I didn't really know the best way to share with people. I think perspective is so important. So seventeen and a half percent. Right. Incredible. My yep. first was eight something. Yours was 11. 11. I always say 12. I, I lie all the time about that. And it's not on purpose. Right. It's completely an accident. Eight sounds... It was like when I was 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. 17 and a half percent. Yeah. Go. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... But, you know, that's... Everybody was paying it. It was... It was yeah, not out of the norm. It was... Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to buy a home, that's what your interest rates are going to be. And I had right. good credit. I, I mean, mm-hmm. there was nothing, you know, that caused right. me to have that high of an interest rate. Right. But if you go back, which I did here when the interest rates started creeping back up, but if you go back in, into the 50s and you look all the way through to today and you mm-hmm. look at the interest rates and you kind of use a, an average or, or do an average weighted through there, the interest rates really on an average of probably between that seven and a half to nine and a half percentage. You know, so let's just say eight, right. eight and a half percent. So we're not in uh, a, a unnormal range. It's exactly. it's really because that look how low that we left interest rates mm-hmm. and people got used to it. Yes. Because okay. it was beautiful. Well it, it was nice. <laughs> except for that, us, for the consumers. Except the rate of the homes went substantially yes. I mean, people were paying to, you know, ten, twenty, right. thirty thousand over right. Which was they were. Well, I told people it's like you were just prepaying the interest. Right. You're right. paying seven or eight percent interest. You right. just prepaid it up front. Right. When you but, sell your house, you don't get it back. But but on your side of the coin, that uh, with those high interest rates, then what do you do to get people into a house? What's got to happen? Either prices got to come down. Yeah. Or they got to make more money or right. buy a smaller house. Yeah. And 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 what do you guys see? I mean, yes. well, we we see people. I'm starting to see people. Buy less of a house. Smaller houses. When when the money was good, they were buying the biggest house they could afford. Mm-hmm. Right. I say people still buy the biggest house they can afford. Mm-hmm. I'll just put it that way. So it may not be a five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> house now, or a four hundred, or a three hundred. It's it's going to be, and then it's of course supply and demand. Well, if I'm going to buy a house in Woodward today for two hundred fifty thousand, there's like two. Right. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Well, you know. I I called the the head of our mortgage department this morning. And, uh, of course, he was in uh, Colorado skiing, so you know, I really <laughs> felt sorry for him. But anyway, um, I said, hey, what, what, are you, what are you seeing, especially uh, you know, in the metro areas? Right. And he said, what's happening in the metro areas is that you know, the inventories, uh, when, they, when they've got these inventories, he said, they'll leave, them, they'll leave them in inventory for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They can't leave them very long. So he said, what you're seeing is they're, coming, they're bringing those, those numbers down so they can get people into right. the home because the interest right. rates are up so they got to bring that price down so that they mm-hmm. qualify that's mm-hmm. what you see they got to buy a smaller home or a less expensive home or something right. mm-hmm. yeah and we're seeing it so I, I watch Wichita quite a bit my daughter's up there and <clears throat> we just bought a house up there and um, Tamara Provines which mm-hmm. used to be from Woodward she did a market updates from up there and it's of course it's completely different like yeah. Woodward and big cities are different they, she said, there's still a thousand houses behind on their inventory. He said a year and a half ago they had 500 houses. Now they have 1,500 houses. But to be healthy, they need 2,500 houses. Wow! I'm like, this is crazy to be that far now. Woodward, I feel like 75 or 80 was our yes, number. I think so. That 
every time we get to that number, it feels like, okay, now everybody We feel like has we a, can breathe again. Yeah, buyers have choices, sellers, you know, are still, are still selling, okay. selling, okay, everything's kind of working, it's fluid. When you get to 120, it's like, oh my gosh, please sell something. Right. And then when you get right. down to the but 38 the, or the 40 now, yeah, we're, we're 38 like, 38 to 45 lately. And it's like, where do you buy? Man, it's a crunch. There's yeah. just not enough to choose from. Yeah. And people Please with list this, your homes. Yeah, and, and then the, the I mean, then it goes back to the price. With the price that is, people are just like, well, I'm just going to stay where I'm at instead of upgrade or move. And right. That is the tricky part. I mean, my house at 2 and 2.75 or whatever my little house is, I don't ever want to sell it. I mean, I right now it's a great little home for my son to rent from me. And, um, he pays you? He does. I guess he's in charge of his account. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes, he does. But not market value, of okay. course. Right. But, I mean, really looking forward, whenever he's ready to go out and do his own thing, I'm never going to want to sell that house. Hmm. Never. And to. it's not just sentimental anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, back, back to, yeah, back so, to okay, my here house we are. Yes. Bought, you know, And then um, <clears throat> I decided, or my family and I decided to move back out to the country. And, uh, of course, the market was depressed. Couldn't get, right. couldn't get the house sold, so I thought, okay, this will be my rental house. You know, I'll, I'll I want to grow up to be like Brian over here. Know. You know, have all these rental properties. <laughs> and uh, uh, I did that about uh, four years, I guess. And after the third person, mm-hmm. I said, no, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I don't care if I take a loss on the house. I'm out. Wash my hands of it. Go on down the road. So that's what I did. So did you take a loss? I did. I think that's the important thing too. I, I think it's really important for people to understand sometimes you just have to take the loss. Yep. And it, man, does it ever hurt. Mm-hmm. Sure and does. we understand that. But I think I think we get in our mind sometimes that, like, as agents, when we're showing a seller, unfortunately, this is what your net is, mm-hmm. and it's a negative net. And, and they're, I can't bring money to the table. I'm not doing that. You did. Yeah. You, you are. I mean, we see it. I haven't sold enough houses. It will happen to me, too. Like, it will. I get this. But to be able to explain that to to a buyer and seller who think that I think they really think that that's not us. We don't really have to see that. Right. Oh, but do we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's really helpful for people to see that perspective and to just know, unfortunately, sometimes it does happen that way. Not all the time. And if we can if we can wait it out, maybe not. Well, it's an it it's an investment, and mm-hmm. and we all do investments, and and not all investments go like we want them to go. Okay, <laughs> so there are there are some good ones, and there are some really ugly ones. Okay, right. So you just you just have to lick your wounds and go on down the road. Yes. But sometimes the pain, I mean, the pain of having to take money to closing versus the pain of having to fix your home every single time that a renter moves right. out. Sometimes you're just picking which pain, and, and I would rather right. maybe the check that's now a, than have exactly to do right. the checks this many yeah. times before. Yeah. yeah, I think that's important. So right. I thought that was, I just, when I heard that story, I thought, I want people to see that, right. that they're not alone in this, that it's been done before. Right. And and by people that, I think sometimes we even think, oh, I must have really made a poor choice, and, and it feels like this wound, and we got to keep that hidden. And it's not like that. It's right. just part of the business right. world. And to see that from... <clears throat> Um, from a, I, I, mean, I don't want to give you a big head, but from a highly respected businessman, I think that that helps for people to see, well, this is real life. It's just really real. Yeah. So it's a raw, right. but it's real. Oh, yeah. Well, and to your favor, I think, you know, hopefully we are going to see a little softening on the rates. And we're, yes. we're already seeing it a little bit. You know, you can mm-hmm. get some rates under seven now. Yes. So 
Um, you know, the feds came out last week and said, we don't think we're going to be raising rates anymore, and hopefully we're going to bring them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, the, the mortgage world is priced off of the treasuries more than they off off the feds rates. Mm-hmm. So, but but I, I'm a little skeptical on how much they need to come down and how fast they, you know, need to bring them down. Because, right. it, you know, it, it's just like, it seems like that if you bring them down too much and too fast, mm-hmm. then we're going to be right back in that same situation that we're in again. Exactly. We're going to have to pump them back up. Okay. Maybe need to be a so little more. So we should organic. play a game. Oh, oh, we're going to play. Oh, no. What's your prediction for March? <laughs> On, um, hang on, I'm gonna write mine down. Just I remember, think, the weathermen I, I, get it wrong and they still get to go back to you work. Know, You'll be I'm fine. I'm gonna say my prediction for March is that we might be back. The feds might be back down to eight and a quarter. I don't, I don't see them uh, coming off any more than 25 basis points. Okay, so eight and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm saying. Well, I need to do it differently. I didn't do that. I'm saying we'll be seeing people getting mortgages in 6.75. I mean, we're already seeing that. We're already seeing some of that. So, yes, I would agree so, with that. I agree with that. And yes. then I think June, summer, will come down yeah. another quarter to a half. Oh, it could be down around six and a half or so, yeah. There you go. Now, I think it'll actually, I, I'm predicting it goes back up September, October. You know, that's... Is next year an election year? I think it hovers six and a half to seven. Yeah. To the end of the year. Yeah. I don't think we get to the six. I just, it's a delicate balancing act. It really is. And, um, you know, they can't just come way back off of it. You know, no. I heard something like that. Oh, yeah, they'll be down 75 basis points by the middle of, the, of next year. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, yeah, well, our houses, <laughs> you'll see the metros back to that 20000 30000 over asking price again. Because yeah. everybody that was sitting on the sidelines waiting to move right. will all bounce back in the market. And that's right. what's going to drive our market. Right. Because we have a ton of people sitting on the sidelines that have relocated, divorced, death. They've got degrees. They've got kids. Mm-hmm. But they're just hunkered down. Right. When we let the pressure off of the interest rate, all those people move at right. once. Right. I, I, I guarantee you, I think if we dropped a whole percent in 30, 90 days, we would run out of houses. And one, one little comment, because I see we're getting close on the time. But one little comment was that um, if you... If you was paying attention to all the statistics that come out after Black Friday mm-hmm. and how the record spending was. and But along with that was how many people, how many more people were living off of credit. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> and you talk about having a negative effect on when you're going to go get a home loan, a yes. mortgage loan. Bingo. Okay. Yep. Be Rent. very careful about that. Rent will go through the roof. Yeah. There's yeah, no I agree. I agree. Rent has got to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to see rent rates go up and up and up until they catch up with the interest rate. Right. So, what's well, good talking with you? I think I think there's a lot of wisdom here, and I think there's a lot of experience. And the, the biggest thing we want people to understand is is, is this is part of the game, part of life. Um, interest is high; it will yep. come back down. Yeah, we know it will. We and don't know how much. And then they'll go up again, yep. and then they'll go down again. And so let's just help you make the best decision with the money and loans and the decisions you need to make in your life. We'll walk you through it. We'll, we'll walk with you right. through it. So, Absolutely. Right. Bank 7-2. Yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're there for you. Absolutely. Yep. What's your website and what's your phone number? Okay. Website is www.bank7.com. Uh, office number here in Woodward is 580-254-0100. All right. We appreciate it. I'm Brian Cook with Advanced Real Estate, 580-334-2303. I'm Kendra Brown, 580-216-0090. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.